So I'm going to ask you right off the bat to get the ball rolling on the third of our podcast, fourth of our podcast. Third, well, second, we've, third. we've filmed three and uh, published two. So the third this is the we're re- releasing, the right, okay, yeah, because the, the podcast that shall never be mentioned. Yes. That one was a bit of a disaster. It was a fun night, though. The good night was worth it. The good night was worth it, but yeah, we should never reveal that one. Yeah, so in the third release podcast, to get it going, I shall start with a question to get a ball rolling. Evolution or Anunnaki? <laughs> What's your opinion? Not evolution. <laughs> Is that a diplomatic way of not committing to one pole or the other? Well, it's not the one. Sure. And the other I do not have direct perception of. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. certainly not the mainstream blag on evolution. Yeah. What do you think? That, what do you think the logic? Why do you think that evolution is uh, the accepted view? Do you have an opinion on why? Yeah, because it's. Uh, I think the reason is yeah. to push away from God. Yeah. That's why. It's a uh, yeah. It's like uh, when I was told. You know, when I had evolution explained to me when I was a kid, I can't remember, was that school or my parents? I don't know. Little kid age. Yeah, whatever, sometime back then. I do remember thinking that sounds rather unlikely. I wasn't really into it. Uh, but I wondered if that's because the religious view was just more appealing to me. Well, it's a pretty out there view combined with the Big Bang. I mean, everything mm. came out of nothing, which is very Taoist. Well, they're out there too then. Yeah. But out of nothing, there was cause, which is yeah. impossible straight away. And then evolved into this. Mm. Right. I mean, it's as radical as any of the religious views, mm. at least. Yeah. It, I don't... Uh, I never really encountered lots of people that weren't... Didn't accept evolution as a view, I guess, until I started traveling around America because of the level of religious whatever the level of religion in america i guess the amount of christians and and stuff like that yeah yeah because that's where all the traveling is done i don't travel anywhere else in america it's boring but once you go down to america and travel you've either got vegas or the bible belt and everything else is dull so traveling through there meeting all the people was really interesting seeing how few people actually held that view of evolution had a more religious view obviously yeah. like creationist yeah more creationist view, view. Yeah. yeah yeah as opposed to england where i grew up which is fairly godless well, really? Europe has uh, been, yeah, mm-hmm. had God wash out of the culture for a long time. Yes. And obviously there's evolution on a smaller scale. Like well, animals there's adaptation. Do and adapt- yeah, yeah, of course. It's not the same. And yet, if you discuss that view of creation versus evolution, it's, there's always, there's very few people within arts like the spiritual arts or qigong or something that would normally go against the evolution argument you know what i mean so there's like a yeah but that's strange uh, yes because you have a a contradiction there like uh i'm gonna pray to the deities i don't believe in anything yes i'm a materialist that practices spirituality Mm. yeah well there's this sort of dichotomy of the way people think about things and their view doesn't align with their function and their practice right Yes. They live one way and then they have an intellectual view another way and then, gee, why, why don't I have integrity? What could it be? 
Have you, do you want more whiskey? Have you? Ah. I was going to cheers you, but it's all right. I'll get ready. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Drinking from the skulls, like uh, Badriana practitioners. Yeah. <laughs> the tantricas. I've never seen that. You ever seen a drink from a skull? Mm. That's like the coolest thing about Tibetan Buddhism. Yeah, I, I like all the the tantric uh, paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. Well, the skull like, of a virgin that died from a lightning bolt. Or is that what it is? Stuff like that. Yeah. All right, that's cool. They have the same thing in the Thai, like magical tradition and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make me do that. Oof, I wish it was a cocktail face. <laughs> so that's good. Maybe you're just gradually acquiring taste. Given to me by a very nice man who is training in the school called Josh. Though he doesn't look like a Josh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much, Josh. That's good. Yeah, so uh, I think that's a really interesting topic of debate. I, I think it's interesting, but I don't know if everybody else will, because I think that the majority of people who are in the Qigong world meditation world or whatever, all of these scenes, I don't actually know if they fully embrace the whole of the tradition because... Well, obviously most don't. Yes. So, for example, in Bhutan, when I was there amongst the Badriana practitioners, very similar to when I was in ashrams with lots of Westerners mm -hmm. in India and places like this, or even in schools with other Westerners studying Taoist stuff and things, that you had practices based upon this idea of you know, heaven realms and right. deities, gods and what have you. And yet when you have conversations with them, because I always am curious about, you know, you, you do a ceremony or something or a ritual or even someone talks about something. And I was wondering, what do you make of that? Like, I, I want to know what people's views are afterwards. And then surprised how rational and materialistic and I guess conventional is oh, the word. Oh, it's also psychology. Yeah, but they don't see the contradiction then going and doing that practice where they're trying to commune with a god or something. Well, in Buddhism, there's a problem with this, where people think it's all psychological, right? Which, yeah. in my opinion, the, the sort of strata of psych the psychological is has nothing to do with spirituality. It's pre. You have to get okay. it sorted so you can get through it. It is like the strata of illusion, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. The mind. Yes. You have to get through the mind, past the mind. That's the whole idea of spirituality. So they think it's all psychology. And then... What, well, what's your practice, buddy? Well, you know, I do this uh, mantra and I pray <laughs> right. to this deity or this deity or I'm doing this, you know, sadhana to connect to this bodhisattva, but it's all psychology. So if, not just Buddhism, it's a problem in the Western interpretation of uh, the old ways, I guess. Yeah, it's certainly... Materialism. Certainly the case in Taoist traditions that, that I've seen, and uh, I guess you'd have a lot more experience than me in Buddhist traditions around with it. That, so what, what do people think deities are? I think that they just think it's just superstition, or right. it's like an archetype or like something like that. Like a psychological archetype yeah. of... Right. I think in some cases they, they can be. I think some of the representations of some of them are combinations of different ideas, but at the same time, there is clearly a distinction between that and actual 
deities, actual heaven realms, totally. actual They're not mutually exclusive. God. Yes, totally. Just because yeah. there is something that's like a psychological archetype doesn't yeah. mean that there's no such thing as a deity. I mean, in the, in the suttas, it's always, and the devas were listening, and it's not a metaphor. Yes. And all of the great masters talk about it from experience, right? And yet, to contrast that, the majority of the people I've ever met in these arts who believe that the deities are speaking to them, normally something's gone wrong. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's right. like, that's the big contradiction, Extreme, isn't it, so. right? Yeah, because they've actually reached that stage where, where they take notice, for want of a better term, I would assume is quite far down the path. Well, the real version is far yeah. down the path, and the, the, the version that is delusion happens really early if all you do is imagine it happening. Very easily. Yeah, if you imagine it happening all the time, then the imaginary part of your personality, the psychology, will fabricate it and then you'll think it's real. There's a difference. There's a difference in the approach then. So every time, if I've been in a whatever, don't even want to say a tradition because it implies going deep, isn't it? But say I've been in a school or whatever, or engaged with a practice, making a mess of myself, and I've realized that it's superstition mm -hmm. or a psychological metaphor, yeah, yeah. then I've walked away. Yeah, because it's not what you're after. Yeah, completely. I'm after reality. Yeah. You want tangible practices that actually do something, not practices that only affect the insubstantial imaginary part of your personality. So why would someone hang around for superstition? I don't know, but they do. Maybe because they don't believe in anything to start with, so if it's all just psychology anyway, why not make it more pretty and have frills? Maybe it's like adopting another group, like a cult, you know, like you want to belong to something and this culture is nice. Yeah, well, anything but the one they grew up with. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I get that. I'm English. I should have a bowler hat and a suit and twirl an umbrella around my hand, right? Or something like that. Or, or gypsy blood. I should be living in a caravan, but <laughs> it's not my style. Oh. So is there a... I have an opinion on it, obviously, but... There's kind of two issues there, isn't there? One of which is obviously if you're in a, if you're in a superstitious, well, from your view, if you're in a superstition or you're in a metaphorical psychological tradition, that mm -hmm. would be one issue. But then there's a second issue, which is what you mentioned earlier, whereas the practice and the view don't align, like the models themselves. So if you're in a religion, yeah. the lack of integrity, alignment. You don't mean integrity in like a moral action kind of way. You well, mean it, by integrity, I mean direction. alignment. Yeah. Right, okay. Like your yeah. mind and action are aligned. Your right. views and the way you you know function is aligned. That's what it means as far as I'm concerned. That makes perfect sense to me because if you're going to go into a tradition, uh, whatever, say Buddhism or something like that, and you're going to engage in the practice and you're trying to meditate to achieve jhana and then liberation, mm -hmm. but actually the shape of your mind the shape of your consciousness is around psychology well then you <laughs> it's like two horses pulling in opposite directions well right? exactly because you have to go past the psychology to enter jhana so you're essentially strengthening in a way reinforcing not strengthening reinforcing the, the thing that prevents you from yeah. doing it right it is reinforcing the veil right mm. that's that's what they do that's and then so they say oh you know you don't you can't you can't achieve like cessation, the jhanas aren't real. Well, of course they're not if all you do is Is, is there a view that the jhanas aren't real? Maybe not that they're not, well, maybe I'm stating it a little strongly, but okay. an anti-jhanic yeah. view. You don't need meditation. Right. When I say meditation, I mean jhana. Yeah. yeah. 
you don't need jhana. You just need awareness or okay, yeah, or I've whatever. seen that kind of. In other words, you thing. can't do meditation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder why. Maybe it's because you always strengthen the veil that blocks you from meditation. In its defense, strengthening the veil sounds like a really good title for a Buddhist book, you realize. Well, if I was a writer. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like uh, how to not succeed at meditation, basically. Something like that. Well, I mean, how many modern meditation teachers yeah. basically say you can't do meditation? You can't do it in what way? Well, it's impossible. As in, it's not an action-based thing. Well, they say things like, you know, the thoughts never sort of subside. Right, okay, I get you, I get you. Yeah. What? Well, speak for yourself, buddy. I've heard that. Yeah. That kind of thing. And that, that's projection, isn't it? Because you get to a stage where you can't get... You, if you can't do it yourself, you assume yeah, well, other that, people can't. That's right? what happens with all the arts. I mean, it happens with the chi-based arts, too. Very much so. Yeah. yeah, the idea of chi within these arts... That's another one. Uh, this is the ongoing debate, isn't it? The fundamental one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, there isn't really a Chinese art, as far as I can see. No, because even external arts mention I can't. I can't think of a Chinese art that isn't focused around chi. Well, or Indian. Or Indian, no, that's I mean, true. some may be yeah. a more sort of mental way, but, you know, the prana is fundamental too, right? Yeah. I was, I was trying to go through all the Chinese arts I've encountered, everything from feng shui through to eating, through yeah, no, Shaolin, it's more, through the It's more extreme probably in the Chinese traditions, but yeah, yeah, it's the same basic idea. And the meditation traditions talk about it very strongly as well. It's not yep. like they're separate, because I can't think of nope. many Chinese meditation traditions that are as isolated from energetics as maybe some other cultures might right. have, yeah. like Vedanta or something yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. Chinese ones aren't separated from it. So it kind of means that within the Chinese arts, not belief, that's not the word, is it? Ex having chi. It's <laughs> I was trying to not make it too simple, but you know what I mean? Like having chi becomes fundamental to it, doesn't it? <laughs> Discovering it, working yeah, with it. Yeah, you need experience. Of, of what it is. Yeah. Which most people apparently have none. It's no different from the what we were talking about with superstition versus... Yeah. Religion, except it's different. It's like materialist understanding, metaphorical understanding versus actual chi is exactly what they say it is. Not just that. I think all the things in the old traditions are literal. The more I go into it, yes, each year, yes, I realize, oh, it's exactly what they said. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't lie. Yeah, it's not a metaphor. It's not a trick. To be fair, it is that. I've never encountered a tiger and a dragon copulating within my body, which I'm quite relieved about. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> yes, it would be messy. It doesn't mean there is no metaphor. Yeah, there's imagery to explain something. But the idea of chi is obviously so fundamental, or prana, within these arts that it's... It is the body of the work. It is the substance of the work. Like, without it, you can't do it. Anything to what do is with it? the path. <laughs> what, what is it? Well, it's not. That's probably easier to discuss. It's, it's not mm -hmm. a connected body. It's not the, the white tissues of the body. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a mental perception. It's not the process of blood moving. It's not breath. It's certainly not breath. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's not momentum. It's not 
any of those other normal things. Mm -hmm. It's a substance. Yeah. It is a thing, not a just a word to describe other things because you were so ignorant, which is really the sort of... Yeah. The problem that I have with that attitude is, oh, those... On one, it's, it's that there's no integrity again. Oh, those amazing masters that could do all these things, right? Were ignorant and they didn't know that there was blood circulating in the body, so they made up this word chi. Well, they didn't know whatever, normal process, so they just used this blanket term. They would imply chi. they were dummies, basically. Yeah, but, um, so, yeah. They, so they basically say oh, their, whole, their whole view is based on the fact that they're stupid, but you can never be like them. They were amazing. Right. So there's no integrity yet, once again in the view. There's yeah, a yeah. massive dichotomy. The horses which, are pulling in different directions yeah, once it's, again. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. How can you ever achieve anything without that? So maybe one thing for it as well is like, it, even without defining it, there should be... You have to experience it. Like when you experience something, why do you need a... Words aren't the thing, right? But then there must be a distinction between an art that doesn't use qi and an art that does use qi, right? So all of the things, say for example... Or a uh, practitioner. Weightlifting. Right. Right. Weightlifting can have connected body. Yes. Weightlifting can have breath. Yep. Weightlifting could have a mental perception. Yes. And even recently I heard someone trying to describe a nei gong. Yes. And what they described was exactly how you breathe in weightlifting. Is that breathe in, <laughs> breathe in, breathe out? Yeah, something, something like that. Right. It's like, yeah, you make okay. pressure in your abdominal cavity so that you can be strong. Wow. There's the big secret of uh, nei gong. And to be honest, if your body's fairly, if you're fairly competent in your body, you could probably do that in 10 minutes. You do it naturally if you want to pick up something heavy. My experience of anything that involves the development of chi, you can't do quick. No. No. Well, if, you, if maybe someone can, but I can't. <laughs> so, yeah. Building chi, that, I think, there's that other argument we've been discussing, isn't it? That people will say, if you're alive, you have chi. Yeah, that's true. An amount. An amount, Yes. Or, there is no chi to build. Yeah, that's it's yeah. already there. Right, yeah. You have to find it, which is similar to the you're already a Buddha, but you have to find it. Yeah, right? I'm not down with any of that stuff. <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> Why are you not down with that? Well, show me. Fair enough. If that's true, show me. Oh, I can't. Right, okay, so it's not true. Can't argue with that, really, can you? <laughs> yeah, true. But I, can, uh, I can't show you, but I can show you 55 classical texts that... Describe it on ancient scripture and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, you know. Well, you know, like <laughs> the other day, <laughs> yes. we talked about it, and it was like, well, you know, just because you have a modicum of intelligence doesn't mean you're intelligent. Yes. And yes, you have a modicum of chi, you barely exist. It doesn't mean you have chi in the practice sense. Not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's maybe not exactly the same kind. There's a threshold you have to go beyond before it becomes apparent enough that it's and if they're even exactly the same thing, I doubt it. But let's say they are, even if they yeah. were, uh, it would still be at least a, a sort of a quantitative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Which I think it's quantitative and qualitative. And I think the thickness of it, well, the denseness yeah. of it is what yeah. level, it goes to that Bodhidharma story, isn't it? The yeah. skin depth practitioner, right. going to get the order wrong, sinew, flesh. Sinew. Bone? Mem membrane bone. Membrane bone, yeah, okay. So you have the different depth of practitioner with the idea being, for those who aren't familiar, if you don't have enough, or you don't have much chi, you just have 
functional daily chi, health chi, whatever yeah, that's normal chi. Skin depth, yeah. yeah. So you can Shallow. only it means you you have enough to stimulate the nerves a little bit or something. Yeah, like so that, people right? get like the ants crawling, like oh, I felt something. Uh, uh, that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then beyond that, it should grip and pull the tissues, and then after that, it becomes something a bit more. Chi. Well, it's deeper. It's Actually, denser, it becomes chi, guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amount. It's amount, but it's also created via the ease interaction with the body. It becomes, it's clear to me that chi is not difficult to experience or understand if the method is correct. And the, not just the method. Yeah. The vessel. Yeah, okay. Would you not consider that part of the method? What do you mean by vessel, actually? I mean the person. So you don't just mean the physical form, you mean like mental form as mainly, well, right? Mainly the mental Mainly form. mental form, okay. Because yeah. physical form is easy to prepare, isn't it? Open it up, stretch it. I mean, it. you can, even before that, you can... That makes it more functional, better you get more, but you could experience it before that. If your mind is right. Yeah. yeah. Because it is the primary cause. But that's the part that's not right in most people. So the, the question I have for, in general, about for myself, I guess, and I don't know what you think about this, is I had quite early on in my exploration of the internal arts, one of the first teachers I had, not the first, but one of the first, had a very clear ability to teach you to find chi and mm -hmm. use it and work with it, and you know, to teach it, mm -hmm. I mean, right? So then once I'd done that, it was like, oh, it's really apparent, like, okay. Because well, once you thing. experience it, it's, it's like, oh, I know I have a hand, no one can argue it away. Totally. It doesn't matter how you philosophize or use science to tell me I don't have a hand, what do you mean? Totally. Direct experience is potent. So my question is, if I hadn't met that teacher, because then mm. other teachers I had after that maybe weren't so explicitly mm -hmm. clear yep. about it, but yep. it was still always there. Would I have stumbled across it? Well, did every single person in the class? I can answer for you. No. No, they didn't. No. So, no. The causes and the conditions have to come together. In fact, you're right. I Not just causes. Thinking back to it, because I was quite young, I was in a class full of people with very clear, tangible experiences of chi, to me. From the teacher. From the teacher. Yeah. Unarguable. And yet they would still, in the evenings, we would all socialize in the bar and they would still rationalize it away. You mean as... they didn't have integrity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they rationalize away as, as psychology once again, yeah, actually, if I think right. about it. They so would... you self-sabotage. They're self-sabotaging. Yeah, they were disproving to themselves everything that they'd experienced Just or managed. Yeah. That's, a... That's sad. I do that, though. Not with my mind. <laughs> I don't do it with my mind. Every time I have a good practice, I have to put some toxins in my I don't know what you're talking about after <laughs> yeah, yeah. this month of intense practice. This is the self-sabotaging, <laughs> right? Yeah. The day we just finished, like, an hour ago, a month of intense practice, what's happening? Oh, yeah, well, you know. Yin well, and Yang. Although I think people watching this would assume we just smoke all day, every day, actually. But it's all right. <laughs> they can assume as much as they want. Yeah, if... It, it, yeah, Adam and me have just finished uh, a month of practice. Well, I was teaching in the mornings. Adam was doing more training than me because I was teaching. And then in the afternoons, basically from what, like half 12 or something? Yeah. Just spending the rest of the afternoon practicing together without a day off. So this is rewarding ourselves with a very fine bottle of whiskey, and, uh, which I won't drink the entire thing off. Not this time. This time we'll behave. Uh, I know. The whiskey is to loosen my tongue, so it's easier to talk in front of the camera. What's my excuse? I talk all the time. <laughs> I incessantly talk. You're taking a blow from me. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> ah, it's good, but it's strong.
I think I'm extra delicate after a month's practice. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens. So, you know, there's sort of uh, why don't people get the experience is the problem, isn't it? Yeah, why don't they? How? Well, what? Why? Let's do it. Let's help them. I think... Well, they won't listen because... Well, they don't believe in it. <laughs> if you're fundamentally pointing in the wrong direction, that's not going to help. But it's woo-woo. I think the primary reason yeah. is their mental energy is dissipated. Yep, I would agree. Distracted. Yep. Externalized. Which is pretty much the same as every classical teaching says. Right. So they, they can't bring it in yes. and saturate inside. Why? Because they're externalized. Because mm -hmm. they're always worried about the outside, what other people think, what's happening in the world, everything external. Yes. So my whole life, you know, I've been walking along with my walking along with a friend or something and you know, maybe I dress a little eccentric or like I'm sort of <laughs> practicing while I'm walking or something yes. like that. Yep. And they're like, Oh, people are looking at you weird. They say things like that to me and I'm like, What what do you mean? Yes. They're like they always look at you like you're crazy or they always whatever. Yeah. So God, really? <laughs> I didn't know that sure. because my world ends one inch beyond my skin. Right. Because I'm naturally internalized, let's say. But if you're always externalized, you're always outside, you're always concerned about that, you're always caught in daydreaming, imagining, thinking, philosophizing, planning, you're never in, which doesn't mean lost in thought, saturated in. Mm -hmm. You can't. The primary cause, the Dao Chi Dao, is not there. Sure. I think that's the primary problem. It's similar to when I try to explain to the people I'm teaching that being inside is also not just a locale. You know. You mean like, like thinking about your elbow? Well, like there, being inside is not just the mental fluid being here. Right. Because I can have my mental fluid here or have my mind inside this space, but I can also be creating another layer external through thinking. You mean you're thinking about it, not yeah. saturating into it. Totally. You have to absorb into in a thought-free state. Yeah, so thought processes become another form of externalization, right? Totally. In the it same has way to be awareness saturated in. Like dreams to me are external. Yeah. Because you're still in a constructed yeah. form, right? Yeah. No matter what the well, what is the locale of your mind, who knows? But it, it's in a fabrication, right? Yeah. So if I bring the mind inside my body, but I'm still thinking or emotional or constructing something or... Any fabrication at all. Or deliberately trying to direct something. Well, that's also a direct fabrication. It's another form of externalization, yeah, right? Yeah. It has to be the awareness saturating in. And it can't saturate if you're putting it under action, right? No. They're kind of the opposite. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I describe it as, you know, like ink into blotting paper, right? So if you, it's when you take the pen off. Yes. Right, that it melts in. Right, okay. With the stillness, not oh, with the nice. movement. Yeah, yeah, I say water into a sponge. It's exactly the same idea, right? Because it feels like that sort of yes. takes time. It has an expansive melting in quality. It's not like, oh, I'm thinking about it now. It's yeah, totally. That. And it doesn't get to your limbs for fucking ages, does it? Like, the extremities are always the tricky bit. I guess the here is further okay. away or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, smaller. Like, uh, the ink blood starts here or here somewhere, yeah. Yeah. So that seems basic, and it is, but you have to do it. A lot. I mean, it's not we've that. both done it since we were pretty young. Yes. So maybe as you get older, and you have more stress and more worldly uh, responsibility, yeah, it might be harder. 
It's not that basic, is it? Because what your fundamental is what I mean. Fundamental, but you're not already saying either. you have to. Well, you have to take care of your psychology. You need prior. You to need some meditation, not jhana, but you need yes. some mental development. Calm abiding. Yeah, you need calm abiding. Subtle law. Yeah. Which you is another shamata. thing that I think shamatha is more advanced or more, for most, for a lot of people, more difficult than it sounds. Oh, most people can't do it at all. Mm -hmm. That's why they do imagination instead. And even more basic than that, to be okay is difficult. <laughs> well, you can't do shamatha if you're not okay. Right. Yeah. You have to be at peace with the way things are so that you can rest. And I get that. I, I've had periods where I've walked in and I'm right, I'm going to do some practice. And no, life's I'm not. okay. Do you know what I mean? Life's okay, and I'm just right. going to sit down and do it, and it's all right. And then I've had other times where it's like there's lots going on, yeah. and and the, 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 and even even if I compartmentalize, yeah, go like, solve the problem. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't do it, yeah. right? Go solve the problem because your mind is still externalizing. You're in that. Yeah, you're in that thing. So well, that's what sealer is for. Even though it can be a more fundamental degree than that. Meaning morality. You, yeah, you fix yeah. your life first. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time when I teach, I'll say, you know, this work is. Can you keep a girlfriend? Can you keep a job? Are you healthy? Are you calm? Like, start, nor achieve normalcy. Yeah. First. You have to enjoy life first. You have, to, you be have to be okay, okay with, with life, life yeah. first. Yeah. It's like a, you have to be, uh, yeah, okay with it, sort of able to accept the way things are. If you're constantly trying to change the way they are, then you can't go in. So can you go inside if you hate your house, your wife hates you, your kids hate you, you've got a mortgage to pay, stresses you out, your job shit, your boss has given you a hard time. I don't, if that's your life, I don't you know from experience, but I would say in my life, when things are not right, yeah. the practice is not as good, so I try to get up and fix those things first. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There has been periods where I've been, I think there was one period where I had to live in a town I didn't want to live in. Right. Right. Now, my ability to accept and tolerate is not that bad. No. So I can have a certain degree of discomfort and I'm all right, but I really fucking hated this town, right, in North Wales. And if you've ever been to North Wales, sorry if you're North Welsh, but you live in the <laughs> fucking arse end of Europe. Like, not even just, like, England. And, and while I was there... Those years where I had to be there for something were the worst years of my practice. You they have were terrible. You have to be content with the way things are. I was not so content. you can be content with the way <laughs> things are by making them good enough or by being detached. Totally. There's an accept there's an acceptance threshold, isn't there? An attachment threshold. And if you can't if there's something that's too difficult to accept, you're gonna have to change. You have that. to move one direction. One has to yeah, change, right? It has to reach an equanimity. Yes. Totally. And that kind of brings me then to understanding why a lot of people struggle, because I just don't think a lot of people like their lives. Yeah, I think many don't, uh, which don't is unfortunate, but you know, we all bear the fruits of our choices. <laughs> That's true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I always had a great freedom that if something was difficult or, I, uh, or if a place or two, I'd just change it. Yeah, I'd just go change. live somewhere else, right? Yeah. Or yeah. A lot of people don't, and they say they can't, but I don't think that's true. Sometimes it's difficult, but you can. Sometimes people will have responsibilities that keep them into an area. Sure. Or a lifestyle. Maybe uh, sick parents, sick family members. Many, there are many things, that, but something. they're still choices. I'm not saying True. it's the wrong choice, uh -huh. but it's a choice. 
it would be an unethical or difficult choice sometimes to walk away from those things. Absolutely, and that would create another kind of friction which would be problematic for the breakfast too. Sure. Alas, the sealer, right? But life, life is not easy. Life is not just. <laughs> or it's exactly just. Yes. If you believe in karma, it's exactly just, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it, it, so if, if you look at, if I think about... Uh, I'm just trying to think of examples. I don't want to be too judgmental, you know, but thinking of people I know that are struggling and then I happen to know their worldview and I know that they're It's not judging unhappy. them, it's seeing the way it is. Yeah. It's not, if I don't name them, it's fine. <laughs> but just thinking about... <laughs> the unnamed the, person the unnamed. in the orange shirt that is... Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the discomfort that they have with their life, you know, it's like I, I know that people who use their training as an escape from their life. Yeah, that's And they'll literally escapism. say that, you know, like I'll go to the school for my evening out. escape yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And... And those people, they're going to struggle. To get the mind inside is going to be very, very difficult, right? Yes, but it's okay because it, these arts serve many sort of different sure. levels of strata, right? It makes you healthy. Oh, it's time out. Oh, it's even a social event. Like not everyone mm -hmm. wants to achieve mastery. But then should they have an opinion on chi? Their opinion could be that they don't know. Yes. Anyone can have an opinion, but not all opinions are equal. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's fair to say. I think it's better to accept that you don't know. I don't have the conditions in place that are required to even get me to the stage where I could experience or understand what this thing is. Over the years, there's been so mm. many practices that I've learned, and I've just gone, oh, I don't know, I'll put that on the shelf for later. I, I've had tons I've, of those. Yeah, I don't yeah. go, oh, it's bullshit, it didn't work for me. Like It's just, I don't know. Yes. I'll put it away, maybe I'll come back later. Yeah, yeah, there's been lots of those. Yeah. I, like other people journal people like to journal and take notes yeah. i never took notes on the things i could do well you can already do them exactly They're embodied you don't need a note i took notes on the things that made no sense to me i couldn't no. do they were too hard that's a good choice i think back burner that was yeah. it was like right yeah, i'm gonna come back to that shelf, in, same thing yeah. yeah yeah five years later yeah open that up well right, hopefully you're a different a you're a different being in five years and then you see it from a different place you hope so yeah yeah well if you're practicing then you will be mm-hmm and if you're not practicing, you will be too, but in the other direction. Yeah, you're always going to evolve a direction, yeah. right? Yeah. If change. evolve is the right word. Yeah, change. Back to evolution. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Devolution. Yeah, totally, yeah. But not from apes. Degeneration, right? Mm hmm. So, with regards to Chi, then, what place does it have in Tai Chi? No Chi, no Tai Chi. Okay, yeah, but why? Because that's how you move, how you make power, how you do everything. Totally. If the, every single thing is, it is the mobilizer. It is the worker. It, it's, so what yeah. principle from Tai Chi could you do if you didn't have Chi? Oh, you could be yielding. You could be soft. You could, uh, all those sort of princi the principles. I, don't, I hate the word principles. Qualities? Yeah, well, you know, people talk about principles like, oh, you go with a force. Well, so do wrestlers. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. like every yeah. principle, every athletic person does the principles. And that brings us back to the thing that there is a separation of the arts that's once again, does it have chi or does it not have chi? Yeah, internal versus external. Yeah. yeah. It makes the, the definition of internal very simple all of a sudden, isn't it? Because any description you have of the internal, whether it's like the inter inside moves more than the outside, or some people would say expansion rather than contraction of the insides, or... Yeah, see, I wouldn't, whatever. I would, I'm not down with those. Either, well, whatever but those yeah. definitions are, it still always has to be, it comes down to like whatever, the, whatever just separates them comes down to, again, the requirement for chi. Yeah, I mean, it's driven by chi or it isn't. 
Yeah. So that is the definition of internal versus external. I think so, yeah. So then, then just pulling things out of here, obviously you know that I, you know, I'm just kind of trying to toy with these ideas because I think, I think that uh, people want this information and things that are clear to you when you have experience of G aren't necessarily clear when you don't. But still people want to understand. And there's an argument for saying that people can't understand until they directly experience it. Well, they can't. True. But there's a counter-argument that maybe if you understand some of the things that would lead you away from the direct experience of it, the things you're doing wrong that will help them more likely. Absolutely, which is right? like when I teach, it's all that. Yes. You've got to fix your life up. You need to come inside. You need to calm the mind. You need to you know, stop yes. dissipating energy, like stop being a degenerate. Become, <laughs> it's, it's a big stop deal. Being a degenerate. <laughs> What's a degenerate? Well, someone that watches porn, jerks yeah. off. Yeah. Hates their wife. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Things that degenerate your personhood. Or, or like increasingly as well. Like, uh, well, I we're think, in the degenerate age. Well, that's what I mean. So many times you, you hear that. So normal is Things that I would, yeah, well, things I would consider degenerate are becoming normalized. Which is like, why I don't, like, you know, I always, we always say this. I'm like, that's not normal. It's common. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's common. My definition of normal is most people do it. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, it's more statistical than anything yeah. else. Like, uh, you know, like champion fighters that have been caught making videos of manually pleasuring their pet <sighs> dog, which happened recently, or, or people in charge of great empires around the world that turn out to have smoked crack in the back of a taxi while receiving head exactly. off. Exactly. Whatever. Like and that people accept that at all means that in their worldview, yes. it's acceptable, which means it's relate. they can relate to it, Yeah. which means it's degenerate. Yeah. And you should not, I don't think you should accept someone in that kind of position with degeneracy. No. Because if you might say, well, uh, you know, everybody's human, but... <laughs> Well, There's not everybody, obviously. I mean, I'd call that below human activity. Totally. So if you're going to have a, a position that is very small, one person in charge, they should come from, we shouldn't accept degeneracy from within I, those people, right? I agree 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So if you hope to master a cultivational art, degeneracy, as you say, it must be eradicated, right? Of course. So all the seeds Step of the one. imperfections must be taken out. Yes. Yeah. The perfections must be developed, the imperfections must be washed away. The standards are high. Extremely. Extremely high, yeah. But if you can't do but the let's basics, start at the bottom. Start at the base at the bottom. Don't manually pleasure your dog. Yeah, that will do. Which, for those of you listening who don't know, this has <laughs> actually come out recently that somebody in the public eye is into such things. <laughs> which is a little concerning. But I told you earlier, uh, you didn't actually believe me yeah, at first, it's, it's right? Awesome. It was like, but the, yeah, these are the kind of things that come out. When I hear things like that, it makes me feel like an alien. Well, what, what, what kind of, what happened? What happened? How did you get to that place? Like, what happened to cause you to get to that place? I don't know, but like, you didn't, you didn't achieve normalcy. <laughs> but you couldn't build chi. No. Well, not a pure no. form of it anyway. No. Definitely not. No. <laughs> because what an awful place to rest. Yeah. You can't be content in that space. You have to, you have to be happy enough with yourself to rest there. Well, the, the mechanics of it as well is, 
if your mind interacts with your body, the body creates a shape in the mind and the mind creates a shape in the body. So if the two are going to interact, then they're going to prevent themselves from being neutral, right? Well, that's why people look twisted. I'm adjust my posture here while I'm... <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely true. So, um, with regards to Qi and Tai Chi, yeah, it exactly follows the, the depths of cultivation of the I Jing Jing. Okay. Bodhidharma's teaching. Go on then, explore that for us. Well, the first thing is... You mean I Jing Jing, the exercise set? <laughs> The process. The process, The right. process, which is the foundation of all internal arts, let's yeah, say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It doesn't matter what style or method, or so, whether they use those words or not. So is there an internal art that doesn't follow the Yijin Jing principles? No. no. I agree. Not one that I've encountered, anyway. Not a Chinese one. Maybe if you, if you in include pure meditative arts as internal, then yes. Mm -hmm. But achieve art, no. And we've already said that what does internal mean? Well, it means working on qi. So. Anyway, so the first thing is to the e dao, qi dao, saturating in, yes. getting a little, starting to build qi. Mm -hmm. The most superficial level, skin level, right? Yeah. And then people develop more and more, and maybe they become elastic. They open more the joints, the sinews, the qi sinks into the sinews. You start to get a bit of elastic force, some rebounding, level two. Sure. Yeah. So you, you would say that a certain degree of chi is needed for the rebounding level even? To do the correct version, for, there's always counterfeit. Because there's a real. mechanical one based. Sure. Counterfeit versus yeah. real. Yes. And even, even the mechanical version, it's happening to some degree, but it's not the same. Yes. Yeah. And then deepen that the flesh. Mm -hmm. So you start getting the proper ripples and waves moving through the flesh and you generate actual gin that's not just your opponent's force getting rebounded. Sure, yeah. And then beyond that, into the membranes, into the silk is what I usually call that level, which sure. is the big uh, leap in my opinion. Yeah, because that's, like that, that's already quite deep. Yeah, yeah. To get it, to that stage, to, to get that... I, well, pff, unless I'm very slow, that, that, no, was, that was a big step. Oh, yeah, that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yes. The membranes is the big deal, I think. Right, okay. And then beyond that, the bone, which is an even bigger deal. But the membranes are sort of the tipping point, right? Yes. So, yes, in my experience, the Tai Chi follows exactly that process. Mm -hmm. In that order, you can't change the order. You can't skip parts. Well, it's, not that it it's not that different from the mechanisms behind uh, Qigong movement either, right? With regards to mobilizing How Qigong exercises or... yeah. Yeah, there can't be any variation. Daoyan exercises, Qigong exercises. It's, it's Tai Chi is Qigong designed to knock people over. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. With an obsession with balance. Explain balance, because I think people will have well, a different I mean, understanding jongi, of balance jongi. to you, right? Yeah. Yin yang balance. You mean balance has a concept of like harmony or forces staying in perfect relationship yeah. to one another rather than I can balance I, on my big yeah, toe. Yeah, no, I'm right? not going to follow. Yeah. That's what I mean, yeah, right? Jongi. Yeah. If it, you might produce internal force without Zhong Ding, yes, but that's not Tai Chi. With Zhong Ding, it's Tai Chi. Right. Prior to that, it's on the way to Tai Chi. Yeah. That's why the 13th energy is Zhong Ding, right? Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Out of the sequence, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So if uh, that, 
that matches my experience with the teachers I've met as well mm -hmm. and, and the things they've done and also my limited skill level, whatever, within the arts myself. <laughs> but it's always frustrated me that I, I will meet people at different stages on that process. So somebody has very, very good rebounding, mm -hmm. meaning that if you want, they've gone beyond skin level. Yeah. But then they, they will stay there. Oh, that's the most common yes. outcome. It's like the step from A to B. This cake's really great. I'm going to stay with this piece of the pie. 50 years later. Yeah. I mean, the people that inspired me when I started yes. are still the same as when I started, or maybe worse. Yeah. They didn't keep going because they think they have the holy grail. There's no humility. Right, okay, yes. <clears throat> I think that's true. That's either the ones who inspired me, they're either dead of old age or the same, yeah, stuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't have access to like the most amazing teachers at that stage. Yes. But like, good enough. They, let's say they had the sinew level even, right? Yes. Compared to just normal external kung fu, it was cool. Yeah, yep, sure, yeah. But then decades later, they're exactly the same, or maybe worse. Why worse? It's hard to tell if mm. they're actually worse or if, or if my perception has changed, but I guess you become stale, you get older. Chi depletes. Chi depletes if you don't fix all the fundamentals and as you age anyway. And the idea of having a fixed view would once again prevent you from going inside it's anyway. It's extremely right? stagnant. It's easier to produce chi while you're still in the stage of wonderment and growth and moving in a certain direction to achieve something. <laughs> that right? is a big point. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you need to have like a child's mind in the sense of awe. Yeah. Like if you don't have yeah. any awe, you're kind of dead. So as soon as you already understand something to its fullest, then... It's over. The awe is dead. Why would you even bother? I'd gone. be bored. I'd quit. <laughs> yeah, once you finish the book, what's the point? Exactly, right? and so mm -hmm. I think that happens. I think they've got it, and then I just need to refine this one thing. Like, I would quit that day. Yeah, totally, I get it. The ore is what makes it have life, and like, if you one, what is chi? Well, it is life. Yeah, it's a lot more than that. But let's without life. Yes. Like you need to have the ore is life. Like you need some kind of passion. I don't mean an emotional state. No, you need some kind of fire for what you're doing, yeah, right? otherwise it's dead. Yes. It's brittle. So the, the jump then, say that jump from... The unknown. From... Mm. The unknown's the biggest, most important thing in my opinion. You don't need to know. Faith is into the unknown. Belief is you think you know. Right, okay. Yeah, the unknown. Questions are good answers about it. I think the beautiful part is the unknown. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, we've been sat here for a month practicing. Uh, not Tai Chi, actually, mostly Qigong we've been yeah. working on, right? All seated sort of work. Yeah, which, is, which most people would find odd, I think, because... They think we're going to have a push-hands battle. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think we're too lazy for that, but... That would be easier. <laughs> That's true, it'd be less uncomfortable. I think but when a lot of people hear oh, yeah. Qigong, they assume it's something very basic, right? Like, Qigong is just... Yeah. Move your hands in a you circle, do, breathe in, breathe out. Yeah, where I've consistently found out of everything that I study, Qigong is one of the most difficult things to understand to its fullest. And I think that that's been represent, like, shown in our month of just basically trying to figure out with the limited you know, instructions that are available, like how this stuff works, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, basic, the, basic is not the word I would use. 
And let's be honest. Extremely I mean, difficult. And I think we've had some of the best instruction you could possibly have. But even yeah. with that, there's still it's an unknown, right? Well, it's all the unknown. Because an instruction is only pointing you in the right direction to try to figure it out. The thing is, it's if it's beyond your level of current achievement, by definition, it's unknown. Yes. Unless it's just philosophy, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you're leaping into the abyss mm -hmm. with all the practice. So it's difficult. Yes. But if you think, oh, I know it's just this stretches, it's just this, it's just mechanical. Well, you can know it before you can do it then. <laughs> well, that's materialism, right? <laughs> but I don't understand how people can do that. Because if, if, if I'm practicing and I have it, it's like, well, I've got it. I know how it works. A week later, it will disprove it. Yeah, like the matter. practice will literally show you, oh, that was wrong. It's like, oh, okay. That only happens if you're inside. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because if you're not inside, you're only in thought sphere. You already know. Yes. You've already decided. But if you're inside and experiencing the unfolding of reality, which is like unpredictable and unknown and raw, yes. Yeah, you, it exposes you. And whether rightly or wrongly, I think that subconsciously I have a desire to constantly disprove my un my own understanding of the arts anyway rather than a yeah. desire to confirm yeah, 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 yeah. what I know well I don't I mean I've never thought about it like that but I know that what I think it is is has never been fixed sure it yeah it just doesn't stay the same I think it I, changes all the time I've made the error sometimes of thinking it's fixed and then yeah, but been that, shown that's that wrong last. no not at all like a oh, fuck wrong you know, same, especially a long time ago. These days <laughs> yeah. I just realize I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I tend to embrace the unknown more. I think it's a positive where before I maybe I thought it was, oh, I need to know. Yes. I don't think I need to know anymore. That desire is gone. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's something I should, uh, I wanted to explore with you as well. Like I think that, uh, <sighs> it's not probably burning. not burning. Not great today. It's the humidity in the. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> You want a fresh one? No, no, it's all good. Also, shit lighters. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, I mean to put it bluntly, I was trying to. There's no point even trying to put it diplomatically. Obviously, one of the things that I see causing concern or or friction with regards to people's perception of this is obviously, you know, your viewpoints sometimes upset people. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> so when I say your viewpoints, I don't even necessarily mean your viewpoints on Tai Chi, although. Any viewpoint anyone holds on Tai Chi is going to create friction somewhere. I think my viewpoints on Tai Chi upset people, but not exclusively that. Everything that I utter, apparently. So I'm talking about your political views yeah, right, yeah. and your views with regards, which is okay to explore, I assume, and your views to. And I can, I'm not pretending my views don't upset no. people. Like I think I, we agree on those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, excluding myself from this, but, but the, the viewpoints, the upsetting of viewpoints. So I, what I think, I've, I've known you a while, and I've seen that what you, rightly or wrongly, I think that the viewpoints you hold are also a form of teaching as well. So that when you share things... I wouldn't share them if they weren't. So they're not concerned at the political situation of the world? No. Although obviously that is... No, they're concerned with the mental organization of people. So therefore... Or lack of. So could you summarize what your view is? What, Politically? Well, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, just on, on how people should, what is your experience of how people should be? Because that's, that's what all human beings have views on, isn't it? Yeah. So there's an argument for I like, think they should be responsible. Okay, yeah, so this is what I mean. Because if you share, say you, you know, whatever, we share stuff on social media, or we talk to people, or in conversations, or in classes, 
it's almost like sometimes we present, everybody does, everybody does. You present the peripheries because you point at a particular thing and say, I'm not into this. You know, yeah, like, which is just a one degree of a degree. It's like a moment. It's a meme. It's completely. It's not holistic. But they should all come down to one root issue or a very small number of core issues, right? They're like the flowers. Yeah, well, I think responsibility and integrity. So why? Uh, integrity we've already discussed. Yeah, okay. Why? Yeah, why? Well, because it's in alignment with reality. Why is that important for cultivation? If you are not... Okay. And you know, I'm not, I'm yeah. not arguing with you. I, no, I, no, I, I know the view. I'm just trying to tease it out It's trying to formulate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm devil's advocate, man. When something's so deeply part of your personality, sometimes it's hard to uh, formulate. But I think... I, I take think, it for granted. But I think it would be beneficial okay, for so people to know. I think that... I'm all about benefit. For example... You get what you earn. Okay. Yeah. If you train yes. properly, yeah. sincerely, mm -hmm. and put in the hours, yeah. you get the result. Yeah. If well, you, you can fuck it up. Only if it's not properly and not sincerely. Oh, okay. All right then. Right. Granted. So that is it has to be a fundamental view. Yes. If you don't believe that, you're mm -hmm. not fit for the practice. <laughs> okay, sure, right? yeah. Because yeah, you won't. Yeah. The initial cause is not there. Yeah, okay, I don't disagree. So, no. in other words, you have to believe in, believe in cause and effect. Yes. So, mm. that's responsibility. Self-responsible. Sure. So, if you think that someone else, the outside world, the big powers that be, yes. the government need to mm -hmm. provide for you, yes. you've undone your power. You've given away responsibility. Mm -hmm. You are not fit for the practice. That's one example. Sure. So I'm usually pointing... And it's quite an umbrella for many of the issues. Most well, of them. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I, almost everything that I point at is that. Yes. I think that people need to be self-responsible and have integrity and bear the results of their actions and normal stuff. Mm -hmm. Not deny reality, not be insane. <laughs> not be insane. You can be insane if you want, but like at your own you can be detriment. Sure, They're yeah. not the same. Mm -hmm. You can be whatever you want. But you will receive the result of your action. Sure. That's cause and effect. So if you don't believe in cause and effect, you're not fit for the practice. Sure. At all. So everyone that follows me online, for example, is interested in the practice. Yes, I would assume. So when I talk about those things, I'm showing them intentionally yes. where they have a, a blind spot about their view on cause and effect and responsibility and integrity. Mm-hmm that is stopping them from being able to saturate into the body and achieve the practice. Mm -hmm. okay. you, you can't have the two horses pulling in opposite directions. And not, not, to, uh, not that it matters necessarily, but my experience of, uh, you know, of someone who's traveled, like yourself, who's traveled around a lot, I've met a lot of, a lot of teachers, a lot of teachers. I think I've met more teachers within internal arts traditions than most. probably most. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But contrary to actually what lots of people no, think no, of No, you have. Me. Many, yeah. many, many, many. I met a lot. Many and more than me. And some of them I spend a short space of time with, and some are a long space of time yeah. and some many years. They all, they all agree with what I'm saying. Exactly. That's what I'm going to say. I haven't, oh. I haven't met what I would consider a master-level practitioner or an expert-level yeah. practitioner who doesn't also hold that view. You can't because that is causal for success. Yes. Yeah, it's completely. completely causal. And yet I think people would assume that the teachers are the other way. 
if they hadn't met the people at that level. Maybe you're right, but I don't know why. Because it doesn't align with cause and effect and reality. I'm definitely right on this. I've had conversations with people, and they assume that these masters are going to be of the opinion that, every, you know, that taking personal responsibility and standing alone as an island and what have you is not what they're going to That was the Buddha's advocate. last teaching. <laughs> okay. All right. Final tell teaching. Tell us about that. Well, stand alone as an island. Take yourself as an island. Sure. That's it. Be responsible for yourself. Totally. It's the Buddha. Which is not some bum in the like <laughs> hall down the road on a Wednesday night. But wasn't Jesus a communist socialist? <laughs> that anyone thinks that is amazing. <laughs> it's, yes. it's just, you know, it's a bit like uh, evolution and all this sort of push you away from mm. the, the real stuff. Sure. Weaken the population. Make them not responsible. Make them dependent. Sure. Make them the slave nation. <laughs> Which is not great for cultivation. Well, they can't coexist. Sure. Yeah. I was lucky with, uh, even before, and not, not to take away from my father's level, not at all, because my, my father is a, a very good, accomplished practitioner himself. But actually, when I was younger, he was still learning too. So I, I was learning off him at a, a and different... And still is, I'm sure. And still Until developing. the end, hopefully. Completely. But you yeah. know what I mean. I was learning off him in a different developmental mm -hmm. yeah. stage in his training, because it was, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But even then, before I'd had the chance to meet what I consider master-level practitioners, he was fascinated by Japanese culture, not just the arts. And I was always told... It's an from extremely self-responsible culture. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was always told that if I was going to be good, I should be like that samurai on the battlefield that is an army. And I know historians are, well, actually, samurais were... You know, like, you know, yeah, the the idea is... What the archetype of it or, the, or the whatever. That you should be like the samurai with his own back banner, like his own little military thing, with his right. own like standalone unit that is not dependent on anything yeah. else. You should be sovereign. That was lesson one, and that, that was always something that I carried through in these practices. That I never needed anything or anyone from anybody. I never needed assistance. That's my worldview, right there. I wanted to be the one that was capable of giving assistance yeah. to others, but I never wanted it. Exactly. Uh, apart from teachings, of course. Sure. I've been given assistance and always felt by masters and felt very blessed when they did so. Whether yeah, that assistance was... Meaning not entitled. Yeah. I, well, they taught me gratitude. The selfless gifts that they gave me taught mm -hmm. me a level of gratitude that moves me to this day. Same. 100%. Deeply, deeply moving. And not just moving emotionally, moving mm -hmm. my character and my way of doing things and my worldview shifts enormously from the example of masters and that they are a sovereign island that is only an outpouring of benefit and not mm. a taker of anything. I think that's where it's at. Once you don't expect, then gratitude arises, right? If you expect, you, you don't have gratitude. Yeah. Yes. You're entitled. And uh, so that comes back to the worldview. I think the error in, world, in worldviews is that you walk through life entitled to something. Yeah. It's yeah. a miserable state anyway. I mean, even let's forget about practice. Just at like a cultivation of the personality, it's not a, mm. a happy place to be. Because you're wanting. You're left wanting. Which is kind of pointed at quite a lot as something you shouldn't have, right? Desires, well, wants. Yeah. Mm. The other thing I was always told when I was younger is you don't deserve anything. You don't deserve... Same. You don't deserve respect is something that well, I was taught when I was true. younger. I have it's to true. earn you it. You earn it, yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. It's out of fashion, I guess, these days. But uh, 
everything is earned. Mm -hmm. Everything. Because everything is like worked for, generated via energy output or whatever. Everything, mm -hmm. right? So, everything. So Moving your hand costs something. <laughs> Depending on the mechanisms behind the practice, it can cost quite a lot sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> Internal arts, the least least efficient way I to do anything ever. I moved my hand, and then I had to sleep for two days. <laughs> it can be like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. After a month of practice, <laughs> fucked. Yeah, I'm absolutely fucked. Yeah. I don't know if people can. Even people here in this will probably realize. I'm way less animated than I usually. Yeah, you I know mean, me. I'm quite hyper, right? Oh man! Like the, after this <laughs> month of building uh, yes. energy, <laughs> building chi, I don't have any energy. I am <laughs> done. So this, it's not the same. Yeah, there's an there's a distinction there, isn't there? Because my personal feeling, well, building is tiring, maybe. Totally. I feel like I've got loads of chi. Yeah. But, but I'm tired. tired. So therefore, yeah. there's a difference between vitality chi, whatever you, I don't know, any vitality, that implies health, isn't it? Just Maybe there's a difference. Maybe it's a bit more like earning money is tiring, but spending isn't. Or like mm. lifting weights at the gym builds strength, but you feel more tired afterwards. And then later when you rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's something like that. They do feel quite separate. There's days when I feel really awake and days when it I'm, doesn't mean the chi work, I'm really tired, but the chi is not yeah, less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know that for a long time. So there, there was this incorrect view, I definitely an incorrect view that I had. Like I'm buzzing, I'm full of chi today. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So if I just rest more, I've got more chi. But actually, right. that's not the case. You have to push. Because otherwise, if you drank coffee, you'd have more chi. Yeah, or the most hyper person <laughs> would have the most chi. But no, yeah. they deplete a lot usually. And the more mm -hmm. calm person actually would probably accumulate more. So there's even a separation to a certain degree. Right, this is complicated. I don't fully understand this mechanism. Maybe you do. I don't get it fully. I mean, I'm kind of proving it. I don't it by think I understand anything. It's all unknown. Well, we can explore it then. Yeah. The concept between the health chi and practice chi. Practice chi, yeah. Well, they're not the same. But because they're not the same does not mean that they don't have a codependent relationship. Completely, because yeah. you do have to strengthen the health as well yes. whilst smoking a Cigar and well, it's like cause and condition or something. Right, the mm -hmm. conditions of your health and all that will help. So, what is health to you? Health is robustness, ability to endure life. Sure. Yeah. That's what fitness means too, right? Fit, able to do something. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean ripped. It means capable. Yeah, I've had people that, to do the job. that come to do Nagong training with me, and they look fit. Yeah, they're cut. They look strong. Yeah. I look at them and think, they're much healthier than me, and yet actually they can't sustain yeah, the training because uh, not even not only can they not sustain the training health-wise, you've well you've seen a little bit, of, you've seen quite a bit now of how we teach, and and I know that yours is quite similar, that they can't even endure the discomfort. Yeah. So I would say that that is a level of health they don't have. That's that robustness thing once yeah. again. That's they're not what, like, fit to do the work. Totally. That's yeah. like not mentally robust enough. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be both. Sure. Or either. But, uh, yeah, I think health is that. Like a kind of toughness in a way. Yes. Like you're tough enough that this flu doesn't knock you down. Without a denial of... No, the, the, no the I near, don't mean like... The near enemy is a denial yeah, of sure. sickness, right? Or something. Yeah. I actually mean like a protective quality. And, yeah. Yeah, strength. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, 
to be sick and then just like, oh, okay, I rest a little bit, then I'm fine, and then I carry yeah. on. Whereas other people can have the minor thing and it's like a, a whole... It's the end of the world. Totally, yeah. yeah. Man flu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being the example, that's proving that most men... Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> just aren't, don't have any robustness at all, really. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about it until I saw a meme of it or something. Man flu? Yeah. Oh, I've had it many times. <laughs> I've had it many times. <laughs> I don't think that's true. You're, I've seen you sick. You just keep going the same as I do. Unless I choose to use it as an excuse. Excuse. I'm having time out now. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> it's the black lung. It's like during COVID, during those two years, I had COVID more than anybody else. Like multiple times. Every other week, I had to isolate for a. <laughs> Sorry, few I've days. got COVID. Leave me alone. Didn't have COVID at all. <laughs> but it was like, oh, you know, oh, oh, 10 days isolation. No, I can't social. Who I, I, I have to like sit with my legs crossed for 10 days. I have to isolate so much I can't answer the phone. <laughs> okay, so spread it. Bring via, it on. Via WhatsApp or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. Great. <laughs> mm, I totally took advantage of that period. Yes. So, you know, health and all that and like Tai Chi people particularly that, uh, you know, as you know, I'm like, don't lift weights, don't build tension. For the beginning mm. years, you need to realize what Sung is. Sung is like the opposite of what you're used to doing. It's a radically new way to function. Mm. You've been functioning through contraction since birth. Now you have to do the opposite. Yeah. It's sure. really tough. It's like going cold turkey. Okay. But then if somebody's like really insipid and weak, yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, come over here. And I whisper in the ear, do push-ups every day. I know. And I've heard do, that. Do the opposite of what I'm saying to the group. Because you don't have a body. You don't have any robustness. Now, I've heard, right, because I, obviously I've taught people who have been in your courses. Now, I know what happens, is you will whisper in that person's ear, and I've done similar things as well, do some exercise. Yeah, you, know you mean? need Meaning it. You you're, need you're a pansy. Yeah. And then what happens is they come out, and then they'll misunderstand, and they'll say, well, actually, I know the secret. And then they'll tell everybody, and then everybody starts lifting wow, weights. Because awesome. they don't understand that actually the process is different for them, right? Yeah. I mean, if somebody that already has a body that's athletic, that they like metabolize protein and uh -huh. they're okay at that strata, doesn't yes. need to do that basic step that you're meant to do when you're a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some nerd yes. or something that's never done anything physical, now they want to do this sort of height of physicality. Yes. You need mm. a body. And that, but that puts Tai Chi on a, taken out like Tai Chi. I've never thought that Tai Chi is okay. This is a this is a view that's got me in trouble. Okay, first of all, one of the views that gets you in trouble or people don't like is obviously the weightlifting. I, I assume it's the most asked question. I get asked it well. every other week. I'm like, just search in the, yeah, <laughs> the chats, yeah, yeah. like it's all in there. My two most asked questions: one is about weightlifting, and the other one is about sex. Right. That's the two most asked. Most because most men are worried about losing jing. Yeah, be normal. Or just don't use pornography and yeah. the other one is uh, is weightlifting and, uh, and with regards to strengthening I think it, it shows that Tai Chi to me is not a beginner's art it's not where you start well yeah I mean it's definitely I mean, you, I, how could it be a beginner's art I mean, so say you've done nothing nothing could you start with Tai Chi if you wanted to use it for I don't know to take it to its full potential I'd say no I think even apparently the Yang family did external arts when they were young. The uh, kids. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen. I've even been to Chen. I know Chen is a controversial yeah. subject. I know, but I've seen the. Ch I've been in Chen Village and watched the kids. You're a kid. You need to build muscle and, and coordination and normal stuff before you undo it to develop this radically unnatural process. And neither of us started with no. Tai Chi. No. You did Tong Long yeah. beforehand, and I did Japanese arts yeah. beforehand. Yeah, and you're physical. Yeah, and strong. Yeah. Those had to come first. 
and you need to know how to hit and get hit and like you need to get past all that stuff as well. But even if you're not interested in martial arts, you need a body. And this is, this is I think, where some of the developmental stages come from. So when you see people that started with Tai Chi, um, which I know a lot of people do, I think they get stuck on Tai Chi as being, you know, practical street defense Tai Chi or whatever right, you, right. you just, you know what Combat I mean? Combat Tai Chi. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I think they get stuck <laughs> there just because they haven't already done it. Well, it's fascinating because you haven't done it. There's nothing to let go of yeah, because yeah. you haven't yet built it up and you can't rise above what you can't do. Yes. So obviously, because you have to get to a location to get past it. So because they haven't already done that work, they're doing it in Tai Chi. And then this brings up a really clear dynamic that they can't then understand how Tai Chi is different from external arts. Well, it isn't to them because they haven't reached that signpost yet. Totally, because yeah. they haven't done it. Yeah. So therefore, you see, they will say things like Tai Chi is about centerline, turning the hips, relaxed power, extending, centrifugal force, percussive force. Ah! <laughs> yeah, totally, but, but that's because they haven't already done it. So those things are still new. So they don't realize that Tai Chi is actually about... The opposite of all of this. You've already done those yeah. things. You can't do the opposite until you've done it, right? Yeah. Well, maybe you can, but I haven't seen it. There's always an exception to yeah, the rule. Sure. There's some genius Which makes the rule, right. Yes, of course. Yeah. There's various political things you explore there, but yes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's probably true, and it's definitely true in my experience. And you need... So maybe there's... It's hard if you're not capable. So maybe then to counter that, maybe there's nothing wrong with making Tai Chi, that external art, for you at that time, because that's what you require. If you haven't already right. done... That's fine unless you believe in your thoughts and you philosophize and you don't embrace the unknown and you decide that's what it is. Or you teach. And then you, yeah, and then you waste your whole life on that. No better external arts like every other one. Yes. Just do boxing, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I would say that as an external art, Tai Chi is probably the worst. The bottom of the barrel. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Look out! (laughs) I get a single whip that motherfucker. I'm going to get you. Yeah, totally, yeah. That's laughable. (laughs) (laughs) I think it should can potentially go all the way yes. to a very high levels that most people would consider way beyond Tai Chi. What can, sorry? Tai Chi oh, I see. can take you to the end of internal development or close. Right. Ultimately possible. What if, what if you took meditation out of it? I don't think you can get step one. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, you, maybe you don't need jhana. No, but you, but you need enough at least to saturate inside and have stillness and, you know, to get the chi. Otherwise, you can't do Tai Chi. So can you do Tai Chi without standing practice or, or static work? I don't think so, no. No, me either. How are you going to get the initial access to chi and build chi? You can't. I'm still not good enough right. to exactly saturate that. my mind inside whilst moving. Certainly, suddenly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can to a certain degree, but it's almost like... Because Obviously, my mind it's is better, more profound when you're still. Yes. My mind is already saturated inside from the static work, and then I move from that point, right? Yes. I mean, there. step one, stand. Totally. And yet that's disappearing from Tai Chi. There's well, an argument against people it. People are saying that, which is amazing. I was really surprised. I'd, I've never had a teacher that wasn't into standing. Well, or, that's because you've, you've had good ones. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, that was always where I started. I mean, the teacher, the, the, one of the first teachers I had taught standing but didn't really understand it. So it was standing, but developing very little more than stamina and alignment. 
but it was yeah, still useful but at least to you're do. still at least i'm still then the next teacher not after this it's not for that but. no i know yeah but then the next teacher after that i think 90 percent of it was static work. right yeah 90%. Everything yeah. was standing. I, I didn't even start doing the form for ages. No, not his not. particular. I knew I think, another form before. I think but, that's correct. Right. Yeah, standing first. So the form was created in his logic by essentially the static postures combined, essentially. It that's was what moving it is. from static posture to static posture. 37 postures. Completely. Yeah. Which his view was that Tai Chi was originally just that. I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. I do too. I do too, because. My development has been static work into forms, mm -hmm. and then disinterest in forms back to static mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. It's like gone full circle into mm -hmm. the fact that I'm just happy to stand and mobilize those things inside. And yet people who don't follow that philosophy might say that I'm doing that because it's easier to stand. Well, it is easier to stand in the sense of you can get, it's harder to get the same level of depth when moving. I think they think it's easier in terms of pain and stuff. No, 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 no. Yes. Definitely the opposite of that. You, if, if you think moving is, easy, is harder than standing, you've not stood. Yeah, standing's more physically demanding, more... Uh, it's, it's more demanding and sort of puts more pressure on you. Certainly mentally more arduous as well. Both, I think. Yeah. But it's easier in the sense of you can get a higher quality of depth when you're not moving. Do you have an easy sequential process of things that you could say could be developed from static work from Tai Chi to put you on the spot. Can easy. you order them? Well, not easy. Uh, what's developed? Easily yeah. explainable. Yeah, like what is the sequence? Like why do you stand? You stand first to saturate. Sure. In. Mm-hmm. Dao, Chi Dao. Then to, to access slash build Chi. Right, yep. You need to access this to access it to build it and build you mean increase volume of yeah increase the not connection quantity. to no no make more sure yeah make more the greed stage yeah 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 absolutely which apparently never ends <laughs> <laughs> yes and then so. then you have to descend the chi and sink the chi yeah and then it has to fill up yep yeah that takes a while so I think that's the primary purpose of the static. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can do some mobilizing in static, but it should generate movement. Yes. It wants to generate movement, let's say. Yeah, that's definitely what happens so in the standing. And that's not it? just the standing, that's, the, that's it. Because you get to the stage where you're almost fighting to not move. Well, when the chi mobilizes, because it wants to take the body it. with it. Totally, right? Yeah. 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 That, that, that for me was one of the most fascinating parts of standing when I realized that no longer, not only am I now standing, I'm actually having to fight to remain standing and not through yeah, tiredness, yeah, but yeah. because my body wants to... Wants to go. Yeah, wants to go. It's, there's like a, it's like a motivating force from the inside that wants to drive you. And well, that's like, how it works, right? Completely. Yeah. I, I the, remember the encountering... The gym mobilizes and creates the gym. When I encountered that in my late teens, I think, that was the most mind-blowing moment for mm. me. Is like, oh, there's a movement I can barely contain mm. that's being generated from inside. I always tell them, fight it at all costs. Completely. Yeah. Which you can't after a while. You lose, right? No, but right? at least they will lower. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it pulls you through. Yeah. Yes. So I think standing is for that. Saturation, mm -hmm. descending, sinking, filling, mobilizing. Yeah, okay. 
Yes. Yes. It's a lot. It's not standing there and so that you one day become relaxed. No. Or like something like that. Or standing there so that you achieve a natural kind of skeletal alignment. No. Well, the one I hear a lot, I don't believe it's about sending chi through the meridians. No. No, as in it's circulates. What do you mean, imagining it through? Well, I think also people think that if they, they hold this shape particularly, that it's going to circulate down no, the no, channel no, up no, the large no, intestine, no. down the pericardium, you know, like so on and so on. And I mean, it doesn't even move like that in Tai Chi anyway. It doesn't move like that in Qigong either. It's the whole tubes and the body and beyond the body and totally. big. And, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. There's no little lines. Mm. No, first thing for me to try to get people to understand is that your Chinese medicine meridians don't really apply no, in these no. arts particularly. You don't even need to know where they are. Like, you know, it comes up the back of what? No, it fills the whole body and beyond. It's yes. not like a little line. Like a, It's the same with a... It's like, laughable, really. There's an equivalent practice, I guess, or an equivalent error, I think, that people make is in the Shadutian, the, the microcosmic orbit, right? Mm -hmm. Which is obviously one of the most famous parts of mm -hmm. Qigong. I mean, I assume... Which almost everyone does well. Completely, yeah. and I assume you heard of that very early on in yeah, your training, yeah, like yeah. I did, about yeah. the micros, partly because of Mantecchia's and books, terrible of versions, yeah. And the idea of using your mind to guide it through right. something, once again, creates an external form that prevents you from going inside. Right? Well, you don't ever get the chi. Yep. And what you do get is a delusion. Because you can move it on your skin. Yeah, maybe you get the skin level. Skin level practice, right? <laughs> Which, is, you know, we call it the first level, but it really means day one. Yeah. It means you can't do it. That the first level is like no belt. When you rock up, you get a white belt. <laughs> yeah, sure. No belt, nothing. Beginner. It's like the, the ultimate snub by Bodhidharma when he named one of his disciples the skin depth disciple. That's rough. He must have been disciples like the day before or something. Or he was the village idiot. It's <laughs> like, well done. You've been here 30 years. You've achieved skin depth. Yeah, that's awesome. He's the guy he couldn't teach. He's the guy who was degenerate and couldn't organize his yeah, life. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm hoping it was metaphorical. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I feel sorry for that guy. Yeah, it's rough, especially being around such a profound being. Unless you don't believe in him. Yeah. Unless you don't believe in him, there's, there's, there's a whole, happens. not that it's important to me, but there's a whole scholarly movement, isn't it, that where, where they're trying to deny the existence of any of these characters. Chan Sung Fong is right, right. mythical, Bodhidharma yeah, yeah, yeah. is mythical, there's no evidence for him. Right. Uh, I've even heard people say Buddha was not real, right, right. even though it seems like there's quite overwhelming evidence for it. And I've even heard Christ is not real. Yeah, well, there's a movement awesome. towards that as well. Well, it's that you know, denial of God. I don't mean God... It, just God, but like the divine, that humans can achieve anything, like bring you down to the worst level, you're nothing but basic degenerate desire and yes, that's it, that's all you are, you're nothing, don't achieve, don't grow. If you bring people's sort of worldview down to that degenerate, godless, depressing level, well, it's over, isn't it? It sounds miserable when you say but it. But it is that, like they're not going <laughs> to progress, how can you? I started as a as a as a anti-religious anti when I was a kid anti-religious anti anything like that didn't believe I I don't know if I didn't believe in it it was just irrelevant to me and I was guess caught up in a culture where I lived in the UK in the eighties that kind of rebelled against religion negative connotations and stuff yeah completely and all that happened as I went deeper into training is I became profoundly religious. Well, it happened. That's what happened. It was like, oh, I remember the time, a day. Well, oh, I, they were right about that. Oh, they were right I, about that. Oh, what is this awe of the unknown and the profound life and the spark and the light and whoa? Oh, what is this? That's religion. 
Completely. Yeah. And I remember the first, A, the shock of, oh, I'm religious. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> just doesn't, doesn't mean Christian or Taoist or Buddhist. No, no, I wasn't Just really, religious. No, I wasn't a structured, hierarchical, no. religious person, but... We're not political, in other words. Religious, yeah. in that sense. And then I also remember the shock of telling people right. within my life, yeah, you know, yeah. that had known me. And, and then in conversation, I didn't bring it up, but the conversation would go somewhere. And I was like, well, yeah, of course, yeah, the divine. God. My life has been exactly like that. Mm. Same. Okay. I think if you delve deeply, that will experience will shock you out of that stupor. I don't know how the practice could have led me in any other direction. It can't if you actually achieve any results. Mm. Of course, if all you ever think it is, oh, but I can like knock him out, I'm a tough guy, I'm fast moving, then yeah, it's going to lead you in that direction. Or if you believe it's psychology. Yeah. Like, which is worse. Yeah. You're better off with the tough guy thing. Yeah, it's true. At yeah. least you can look after yourself a bit yeah. more. The scholar practitioner can't look after themselves no. either, usually. No. <laughs> Not even the robust health by my observation. Mm. What do you think of the idea of a scholar practitioner as a concept? I think it's more like or scholar or practitioner. I agree. Yeah. Mm. So do scholars have a role? Sure, but not in practice. Yeah, I agree. I You're a scholar or a practitioner. And then ultimately when you get the fruit of practice, yeah, you know, but not from scholarly pursuit, mm -hmm. from experience. And then you can really talk about it in your own words. Exactly. And with weight. I was saved from being a scholar practitioner. There was a time when, uh, especially when I was spending lots of time in China, which mm -hmm. I can't say was the most pleasurable period of my life because it's not yeah. my favorite country on earth. No, and and I became uh, fairly good in conversational Chinese. I would always mm. say my grammar was a bit shit. My tones were a bit up and down, but I could communicate with people. And then the next stage after that was scholarly, and I was like, all right, okay, I better learn all this. And then I was, but hold on, I need to stand. Totally. Well, I was also saying by one, I didn't have enough time because no, I had too much practice to do. No, nobody does. No. And That's secondly, I was too both. thick. <laughs> I just didn't have what it took to be a scholarly practitioner. All those fucking characters looked exactly the same to me. You can't do both. <laughs> no. Any pursuit takes your life. Yeah. It eats everything else up. Yes. So, you know, if you want to be a scholar, it takes a huge amount of output, part of your life. Mm -hmm. If you want to practice, it takes an enormous part of your life. Yep. Like, I mean, this month, I think the only th thing I've done that wasn't practice is eat and pass out, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's what it takes, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Yeah. Now, if you want to be a scholar, yes, it's going to take also a huge amount of effort. Yeah. So... No one has enough hours in the day, but besides that, to access chi, to build chi, you need to quiet down the strata of mental activity, saturate inside, have stillness, right? Yep. Well, what's scholarly pursuit? Mm. The opposite of that. So when you sit down, okay, I've done my day's work and ticking over, yeah, you're sure. intellectualizing, right? But if you're a practitioner, when you're not doing anything, maybe all you're doing is just being, existing within, in silence. Yes. They're opposing forces, mm -hmm. and you habitualize what you do. Mm -hmm. yep. You want to get good at it, right? Yes. You can't just do opposite every other minute. Yeah. So how can they coexist? It's going to be very difficult. There's also the other side of it as well that, even on a more mechanical level, your brain consumes vast amounts of chi. Well, that's what it burns up the chi. Yeah. Yeah, but not even. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, even just like 
Oh, yeah. Volume-wise, you know what yeah. I mean? Like every time I have to do something complicated, like mm -hmm. taxes, mm -hmm. <laughs> something which to me is complicated Not enough. only complicated, <laughs> but evil. <laughs> <laughs> complicated and evil, but filling all the paperwork, that, that it's like empties out the dance yeah, yeah, more does. than anything else. Like, I can't imagine studying to the level of becoming an intellectual. It would People, why, why can't I fill up? What? I've been training for years. Why can't I fill sure. up? Stop thinking. Yeah, Calm yeah, your yeah. emotions. At the same time, I'm really happy other people do the scholarly work, so I don't have to. So it's I don't fine. Want to talk it's them just out a of it. different pursuit. Yes, completely. Nothing yeah. wrong with being a scholar or mm -hmm. a practitioner. Sure. Or maybe even a scholar, then a practitioner. Okay, yeah. But not a scholar practitioner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like in the, mm. some of the Indian traditions, they have the idea of the scholar practitioner, but they were all scholars that realized they got nothing out of their scholarly pursuit and became practitioners. Right. It sure. wasn't simultaneous. Like they try to make it now. Right, yeah. They, they realized I've wasted 10 years. I know every Dharma. I have no experience. So they go live in a cave. They right. burn the books to stay warm in the cave. Right. <laughs> right. It's like okay. A, I like the analogy. Uh, maybe, maybe people start a bit late quite often, so they don't have the time to do those stages either. Do you know what I mean? If you come sure. into the arts at age 50, 40, whatever. Jump into the practice. Yeah. It's, it's quite late to start doing those things, right? Especially, I think, if, you're, if it's not your inherent culture. Because there's a thing, like if you grew up in Nepal or something like that, and then you start to become scholarly about Nepalese mm -hmm. history and text, but well, you're already familiar with the, at so least the spoken language. Yeah, you understand that you're brought up around the customs and mm -hmm. the culture. Imagine being an Englishman like I am, brought up in yeah. rural yeah. southern England, and then all yep. of a sudden having to embrace this other culture. That's it, another level of complexity there. And it's also something that you're never going to truly embody yeah, you sure. can embody practice because practice is beyond culture mm -hmm. but the scholarly part is extremely cultural mm. so like you're always going to be a fish out of water to one degree or another yeah but the practice is not built on culture it's built on the reality of this mind body mechanism right completely yeah it's got nothing to do with culture huh that's maybe that's why i it's like when uh, maybe this is it's not youthful arrogance i'm too old but <laughs> maybe it's arrogance, arrogance. <laughs> In that I couldn't be religious or I couldn't find religion. I couldn't find a connection to the divine. Whilst, for me personally, whilst it was still filtered through all of those things. So while Through the cultures. Through the cultures, sure. yeah, because I couldn't access religion through... I couldn't even access it through Christianity, to no. be perfectly honest. Sure. I couldn't access it... But even it, more so through some radically different one. I couldn't access it through Taoism or right. Buddhism or, no. or well, any of those things. They're too remote. No. Yeah. So religion only arose in me when my direct experience free from those filters i am the same and i even to this day i can't access it via those channels yeah even though i can access it via via the experiential practice channel quite easily yes if i try to tilt that towards the cultural yeah version it just dissipates into nothing totally and it would become that i would be fabricating a personality mm -hmm. uh, a falsity doing my mantras or my prayers or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wearing a special outfit or whatever. The outfit's important. <laughs> Which would be taking away and be false. Sure, yeah, okay. For yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. Maybe for someone else it's different, but outside of your upbringing, I think it's going to be very tough. Mm -hmm. That was highlighted for me with uh, one period of time when I had really didn't have the right experience of anything like the divine at that stage, mm -hmm. not even an inkling of, but I wanted it, I guess, and found myself, you know, taking part in a, 
a ritual in a temple in front of a shrine where people were banging gongs and reciting things and going through, uh, you know, prayers associated mm. with this particular time of day. And I just I think, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, why am I here? And I stay because it's polite to the person that wanted me to yeah, do it, but yeah, it, it had nothing to right. do with yeah. anything that was even slightly related to what I was after. Well, you know, I spent so much time in the temples, yeah. in the forest temples. Yes. And you chant yep. morning and night. Yeah. Most of the day is private practice. So it's, they're like the minimal, for any tradition, the minimal sure. amount of ritual and practice. Yes. But there's still every day. Yes. I never did it. You didn't join in with it? I sat there. Right, okay, sure. I just practice, I'm not moving, right, or okay. something like that. Practice my asana, practice the breathing, something. I never even tried to do it. So yeah. after all those years, I don't know any of the chance. Because you realized from that stage already... It was already, obvious to me that this mm, is not it. Sure. It was just cultural stuff muttering in some dead language. It's yes. like, what? Yes. Yeah. Mm. It, it, it defies logic. I was sat in a, a Sufi temple in Turkey, maybe, what, and I was invited to take part in their ceremonies mm -hmm. and their religious, I don't know what the word is, <laughs> a religious evening, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they had the whirling dervishes in there, which was really cool to see. And then everybody got really excited because this really famous Sufi mm -hmm. came, who I have no idea who it was. But I met the Sufi, who were really pleasant, but, you know, like people were starry-eyed and... Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he, he had a bit of aura around him. You know, I, I got it. Like, he had a bit of a persona. So I, I sat watching him, and uh, they were reciting from their texts. You mean you actually were reading it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sitting reciting, and everyone's going with it, chanting. It's and even it. weirder if you're reading it, I think. Well, I, I, afterwards, I got to speak to him. I asked him, I don't understand any of the meaning. Is it possible to give me a, a rough outline of what were you saying? And Neither do we. Exactly. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know the language. It wasn't that bad in, in, in the monasteries I was at. They at least knew it and didn't read it. This guy had no <laughs> idea. He didn't know what it meant. He was just reciting in a language that wasn't his. So I was saying, does that mean nobody understands this? It's like, no, no, no. If you speak... Arabic, I assume, well, was, yeah. in my ignorance, that, that, yeah, you understand it, but it never even, like, you didn't know. You know, I, I just thought, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just not uh, mechanical enough for me. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's better, maybe it's worse to not understand. I don't know, you could argue either way, perhaps, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure the people originally would have understood. Well, I've heard the, like, <laughs> the Buddhist chants in English, and it's really weird. Yeah, Taoist ones translated into English are really strange as well. Just, the the yeah. rhythm's wrong. You can keep the chanting. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. And it, so then I... Alchemy for me was what was interesting. Yeah, the mechanics. Chinese alchemy, yeah. But even then there was a, a split between the two because there was alchemical practitioners who, well, used qi. That was the idea, right? To work with these... No qi, no alchemy. Completely, but there is a school of thought that actually all of the alchemical stuff is metaphorical for... Psychological states. Psychological states, yeah. And they, I realized that the alchemy world, the Nadan world, is almost torn in two by that wow. distinction, by that yeah. division. So yeah. there are people that I would consider scholars that have learned in China and learned in other parts of, of the world. They've learned alchemy from a purely psychological perspective so that they believe that these things they're talking about are about stilling the mind and then you still the mind and like that's you know after that everything is a discussion of various mental qualities that arise yeah but why do you still the mind if it's not about something beyond psychology so I you can have a better personality I, I agree I don't know 
I've got no idea. So therefore, when, when the alchemy texts are talking about Same know, problem in Buddhism. visceral or, or visual phenomena that arise, they believe they're metaphorical. Right. So it goes back to where we started with that idea of integrity, like taken in two different directions. It means well, it's just like this whole thing is written and projected and taught in one way, and then you go, oh, no, no. Yes, I have faith in that, but one percent it's all wrong. What they really meant is, sure, you know, balance your personality. Like the visualizations within Vajrayana of red and white, red and blue, drops. Yeah, like the drops, yeah. yeah. Whatever, that, that they recite well, sometimes. Well, there or, should be a real thing. It okay. happens. Uh, completely. Yeah. It's alchemical. So if you don't do it, then you're, you're, in a, you're stuck in a tradition where you're believing in superstition once again. Which is weird, because I'd step out of it if I thought it was that. Like, if, mm. if it was created by an all-knowing being, yes. which the Buddhists, Buddhists would say the Buddha is yeah. fully enlightened, yeah. blah, blah, blah. From the stories of his cities, I would agree. Oh, same. Yeah. But, I mean, if you think that, which yeah. I do, mm -hmm. but then how can you think that what they were saying, he was saying was superstition? You can't simultaneously be... A Buddha and superstitious. Right. Because they're diametrically opposed to one another. Unless what you've done is dumb <coughs> down Buddhahood to something like, oh, I have a nice personality. Sure. Or whatever they dumb it down to. But I told you I found the secret of Adriana, right? For example, how right. they made it work. Was when I was in the temples and then they're going through... And I'm not picking on battery, aren't no, no, it's an been example. We could, but just all traditions are the same. Dowers and whatever. Yeah. But I happen to be with some Badriana who are doing a lot of uh, visualization, psychological practices, and things like that. And then I found out I was the only one in the room, pretty much, who wasn't microdosing acid. That was how they were doing it. That would give you an experience. <laughs> That's what they were doing. They were actually microdosing LSD while sat. Well, no wonder it's so colorful. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I was sat there thinking, well, I'm not microdosing LSD. No. Like, this is boring as fuck. Like, yeah, and, yeah. I cannot, wow. I could, and I, I realized because I looked across and they're all like in a rapture right. from this practice. I'm thinking, yeah, but you don't need the practice. You just need practice. <laughs> yeah, completely. And then, yeah, that's what it was revealed afterwards. So that there's this weird, there's a movement towards combining um, psychedelics and yeah, 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 yeah. But so in alchemy, they have the this um, in Chinese alchemy. Yeah. They have that dichotomy between the psychological and yes. actual alchemy. Yeah. In Buddhism, they have the dichotomy between the psychological and actually the supernatural, you know, from jhana and up. Right. Okay. Yes. Same thing. You actually work with spirit or you work with the mind. Sure. Okay. So I guess it exists in every tradition. Experience versus mm. not. Meaning experience of the real. I mean, everyone, all life is experience, but... Mm. experience of the intended result versus not. So here's an interesting clash as well, which I know you've seen, definitely seen that. How about somebody will say, I pray or to God or I visualize the deities or I ask for blessing from the realm or I invert fire and water or I circulate this and the other and then you go, I use chi, and they go, that's woo-woo nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Like, the same uh, people who will do those things oh, will then accuse you of woo-woo if you simply say that perhaps there is a substance that can be built and formulated in the body that's a little different from standard functioning. It's weird. Which I'm more likely to take that criticism from someone who only does a physical thing. So if yeah, someone fair says, enough. Yeah, fair enough. It's like, okay, you've got no reason to believe in it, yeah. but 
You How? can't you can't say there's no you're woo woo because you you're talking about chi as an actual substance, which it is, mm -hmm. and then talk about inverting fire and water and the deities and well, really, who's woo woo? I believe in God. You believe in chi. You're woo woo. Yeah, yeah. Right. Those kind of ideas yeah. are because what they're really saying is I believe in my thought process, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's only a thought process. It's only psychological. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, your thought process is just as valid as any other one in and of itself. It's an sure. empty phenomenon, right? Right, yeah. So <laughs> there's nothing to argue for them or against them. That's all they are, thought processes. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is no, no, substance. Yeah. Which, in a way, makes chi more grounded. Well, it's the opposite of woo-woo, substance. Yeah, totally. Because right? yeah. it has to be, it's woo-woo if it's not actually real, manifest. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really weird. And I think it's a lack of integrity. Their lack of alignment between their spiritual view, their intellectual view, their emotional content, and their action. Mm. They're not aligned, which would make you unhappy. And therefore, you have to yell out to every other person and like, abuse them online. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's back to that same thing again, back to poor alignment and uh, poor integrity and poor personal responsibility. Which is why they don't get access to the chi in the first place to get an experience which would build proper understanding and progress on the path. And so ultimately, like the, the end goal, thing. which is truth, right? Yeah. It's like if, you, you, if everything's pulling in different directions, your chance of, a, of, of yes. understanding objective truth is yes. impossible. Yes. You cannot. Yes. The small truth matters. Your word matters more than anything and not lying about the way things are and seeing truth. Like, it's everything on the path, in my opinion. Mm. The Buddha, they say, in the three incalculable eons he was practicing as an unenlightened bodhisattva, before becoming the Buddha, committed every sin, including murdering countless people and everything else, except... Right. He taught the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so true or not, I mean, it's pointing very directly. It's not a good way to get away with the crime of killing well, somebody. Well, you didn't get away either, with it. It took right. three eons, right, including sure. going to the hell realms. And okay, sure. It's just a very obvious teaching. Yeah, sure. I think it's most important. And I always, you know, coming back to like the the views and online and posting things and people getting upset. I'm always like, but it's true. Like, it doesn't matter if you're offended by it, how you feel about it. Mm. You have to have a devotion towards the truth, in my opinion. This is why it, it's such a, a clash with the world in general. Without meaning to go down a, a, a somewhat obvious route, I get a, a, a guess of contemporary politics or something, is truth is not valued. No, it's, it's the opposite. It used it's to hated. be valued. It's, no, but these days it's hated. Yes. People believe in their truth, right? Yep. Which is insane. That's the opposite of truth. But. And allowing people to just fabricate whatever truth they want, and then it's their right to just accept it. And So what they've done is thrown away yes. the most primary, important, beginner, and the highest aspect of the entire path. Yeah. In their, they've thrown it away in their thought, mm -hmm. in their feeling, and in their action. But at least it's made people happier. <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> but maybe in their mind. As we moment. can see from modern society. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, really okay. working great. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a huge problem and part of why don't people succeed and you know, this kind of uh, people butting their head against the brick wall with cultivation. Yes. They don't value truth. Mm -hmm. They deny it radically, you know, like passionately deny it. It's amazing. It blows my mind every single day. It's like, wow, how can you deny reality like that.
Mm -hmm. I think it's incredible. So there's my, you asked about my political views, there's my political view. Mm. Truth. And one of the most, uh, I guess because of the world I'm in and the world you're in, like I, d I don't, this probably does not represent, the people we communicate is not representative of. No, it's a narrow pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have thought that one of the most, the scenes that was most focused on objective truth would be the spiritual scene. It should be. And or the it, alternative it, scene, whatever you want to call it. It is if they are sincerely on it. Yeah, sure. If they're not yeah. sincerely on it, it's not. I've literally had every teacher who, who was at a very high level, no, every teacher actually, that I've ever had, all say that there is no such thing as subjective truth. That's I mean, been, there can't be. Yeah. But truth that's is been, the objective. That's been one of the, the number one yeah. sort of things that they've outlined. Any time that conversation goes that way, you, 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 there's either the truth or there's wrong. Of course. That's it. Of course. Anything else is a kind of insanity. Yeah, sure. I mean, it is the definition of insanity. Seeing something that's not there, right? Yes. They, all the anytime it's like it's not true. Whoa, he's insane. Lock mm -hmm. him up. Yeah. But you know now it's embraced. It's a sign of the yuga, right? As in you, you believe we're in the Kali Yuga. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> I'll repeat that story that I told you. Uh, that I have a friend who is a scholar of. A scholar of yugas and is actually yeah. a practitioner too but you know like he's, he's interested in all that astrology and he was telling me not to be so gloomy about the kali yuga right and like it's you know the kali yuga if you don't know is like the worst time what's the description of the kali yuga reversal of truth and yeah it's you know it's the degenerate time the degenerate age and there's a view that if we're in the we're in the kali yuga and he was like no 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 no, don't be so negative it's okay like it's all much more positive than that don't panic we're not in the kali yuga I was like, oh, that's a, that's a relief. All the I great masters were wrong. Yeah, and I was like, when did he's like, oh, it doesn't start for five years. <laughs> I was like, that's worse. That's not comforting. What do you mean? It doesn't start for five we're years. we're of it, like we might be ramping out. Yeah. No, no, no. He thought that was good news. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we might have five years of uh, before it starts to get worse. So I don't have a uh, <laughs> belief about the yugas, really. Oh, I don't know enough about no. it. No, no. I mean, I can't perceive it directly. Right? Yeah. And... I certainly don't have a mathematical formula or any of that kind of stuff no. about it. Yeah. But I see the signs. Yeah, sure. Opposites. It's an inversion of times. People, you know, saying the opposite of truth, believing in the opposite of truth, the degeneration of society, all that kind of stuff are the classical signs in the text. They're there. They're right there. Yeah. And, and the highest masters have all said that we're in it. And whether that yuga is created by a planetary alignment or whatever it is, or that yuga is created by a collective mindset that creates yuga, who gets? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't Man created, created on outside. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like when I've written that, or I had the view that society is not helpful for people's well-being or, or cultivation, and then people assume you're looking for some enemy in society. And it's like, it doesn't matter if someone's creating society or collectively people create society. You mean if there's like a big baddie leading it down that path? Totally. Or, no, so or it's just a result of, collect, you know, how we are. It doesn't make any difference. No, it's what you do about it that matters. Completely. How yeah. much do you turn away from it? How much do you focus on the other more positive things in your life? Or how much do you let it disrupt your life? Getting too concerned about the initial cause of why society like, is like that is irrelevant to my mind completely. Sure. Just practically, what do you do is the only thing I generally care about. Who what cares? do you do? <laughs> Go inside. <laughs> <laughs> Go inside, yeah. Go inside and develop personal responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in integrity and whatever, whatever you do. If you want to get good at it, you need to do that. And if you want to have a 
a good life, I think that, which I don't mean measured by the outside, mm -hmm. a good life meaning one that you can have some form of satisfaction and be able to rest in it. Yeah. Then you need that. You know, a life that you're not bucking up against all the time with your discomfort. Yeah, your own being, like aversion towards your own being, that is hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> the greatest prison is having to live with a version of yourself that yeah, you can't stand, right? Totally, it'd be awful. <laughs> so, like, I think that developing those qualities are just for life, they're the most important. Mm. And you do meet people throughout life once in a while that, I'm not talking about spiritual people necessarily, spiritual, uh, that have lived a life in, of integrity and they're, mm. they're happy. Yes. They're content within themselves, no matter whether they're rich or poor or married or single or whatever yes because that is what allows them to dwell in themselves mm. and then most people the opposite always have to go to the outside all the time trying to escape themselves because there there's no alignment there's no integrity it's broken on the inside i think that's the common sure and it's unfortunate yeah there's a i mean even statistically isn't it we look up percentages of depression and oh, they're crazy suicide or people on mood stabilizing drugs or, or whatever i know i'm I, I always think those statistics must be they shock me exaggerated yeah, yeah. and then actually you go out into the world and no no it sits out there but then maybe not maybe it is that bad it, i can't when i see things like that it's like whoa i must live in like a alternate universe yeah totally and then when you talk to people and and yeah i've been in the, the the situation, I think I'm more sociable than you. Yeah, much. <laughs> I spend more time around other people. Yeah. I hardly, like, there's only a few people I talk to in my life. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I talk with a lot and I, I chat with them, I socialize. And you get to a point where sometimes you don't want to admit that you like your life. Because of, it would be like showing off compared to them that hate their yeah, life. Yeah, it's almost like bragging I've got five Lamborghinis and yeah, two yeah. mansions yeah. and a gold crown or yeah. something. Just to simply say, I enjoy my life. Yeah, no, I, I like my life. Life is good. Yeah, uh, you can't say it. Or, or the other side of it is, they just don't believe you. No I've one could possibly that, like that. I've life. had people that don't believe you. They they say, "Are you happy?" Yeah, all the time. That's rough. <clears throat> they do not believe that you're happy all the time. Yeah. And they'll they'll be like, "No, you must feel down." Well, like I have a blip and I feel shit for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stubbed my toe. Totally. And then I remember that actually everything's cool and and life is great. But they do not believe you. Yeah, that's out there because it's not the norm anymore to be in that state. So if there's that many people that are just desperately unhappy with everything, surely that's an indicator that life isn't working. Well, it's an indicator that the culture is broken. Yeah. Right? Yes. Because the norm is the culture, like the, the trend of most people, 70 out of 100 doing one thing, that's the culture. Sure. So if it's making them all miserable, the culture's broken. Mm -hmm. So is the answer more assistance from outside <laughs> more responsibility more a return to the old ways which produce happier people which is statistically shown sure people have become more miserable right you need to have self-worth through responsibility and mm -hmm. value and producing things for society mm -hmm. and your family and looking after others and giving and yes basic stuff that sounds that the crazy thing is me saying that. Yes. Many people would say that I'm a Nazi for saying those things. And oh, you need to exercise. Yeah. I've been That's called alt right because you exercise. I've been called right. Or a you lot think the family lately. is wholesome. Yeah. Or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think those things are missing and they're being destroyed intentionally, which weakens humanity and makes people miserable and addicted to psychiatric drugs and, you know. Yep. It's obvious, isn't it? It's right there in front of all of our eyes. It's yes. undeniable. It's undeniable. But then the very people it's happening to deny it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny old world. Yeah. I, I'd not been called, I'd never been considered right wing, particularly in that sense, but all, always been called, alt, I've been recently been called alt right. Yeah. Uh, well, you exercise. Yes. I don't look like it, but I exercise and I, I look after myself and I, I, I take personal responsibility. And also when I teach, I try to get people to be able to be independent and strong of yeah, their own accord. Exactly. Not dependent on the outer power. And there's a lot of resistance to that idea. There is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've even been called a white supremacist for telling people, which I don't even understand the connection. Like there I, isn't one. I don't get it. Like, what? I, the, 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 I didn't bring race into it even there slightly. Isn't one. Like, I know, it's crazy. I'm confused by the. Yeah. I'm not confused by backlash. I'm confused by the nature of the backlash. Yeah, because it's not in alignment with what you're saying. Not like, at it's all. not even in contrast. It has nothing to do with it. No. I don't understand. It's awesome. Too many articles about eating meat is all right or exercise is all right or and all so, of these different things. In uh, other words, they want you to be depleted, yeah. weak, drug addicted, dependent on the government for a handout, you know, uh, divorced. Yeah. Whatever else. Fat. Everything yeah. that's negative. Yeah. And that's desirable. Now, this is what I don't get. Is I, I've had that kind of conclusion right from when I was young. It's like, oh, they want me to be a certain way. They, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Two people are too busy looking for who they is, yeah, you know, no, whatever. Sort of yeah. Whether it's people making financial gain or, or yeah. whatever, you know. So that means that I wish to do the opposite. There's something in me that's like, no, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to let go of that rebellion. And there's a whole spiritual scene like, don't rebel, go with yeah. the flow. Oh, God. That's, you know, but that's it's rough. like if I have a captor, I wish to escape. I should hope so. <laughs> so therefore, I wish to do the opposite. So anything they try to tell me to do, I'll do the opposite. Well, often I'll write something that's a little yeah. bit sort of push against the, yeah. what I consider the, the forces of evil, sure? which are like suppressing the human spirit. Yeah. Okay. And uh, people will say, oh, I thought you were into spirituality. You're meant to just be... What they're saying between the lines is you're meant to be an indifferent zombie that accepts everything blankly even the things that are bad for you yeah yeah which is really weird mm -hmm. in other words what you need to do is abandon your connection to yourself right yes forget that inner voice abandon it die inside <laughs> right. that's what they're saying <laughs> what, what, what is the chinese word for natural right zuran zuran yeah, so okay. saying don't be zuran Right, okay, yeah, sure. Abandon it. Be a drone. <laughs> sure. 1984. It's a depressing message that people are trying to force. And that's okay, if you, you want to enforce that, but why do you think that has anything to do with spirituality and cultivation? It's the opposite. I never met a weak master. No. Not at all. No. They're very strong in their convictions. Yes. Very strong, uh, maybe opinions is the wrong word. But, but their personality is definitely uh, yeah. not weak. No, no, not at all. No, almost uh, intimidating yeah, when you yeah. first meet them sure. in some ways. There's like a, uh, okay, this person's not going to bend. There's a lot of juice there. Yeah. Yeah, completely. More chi means more 
resilience to such things anyway. And the integrity and the alignment gives them power because they're not broken. There's no gaps. There's no, no hollows, no excesses. Totally. The fullness. I mean, my childish rebe rebellion goes further than that, as you know, because everything I do is based on rebellion, which is definitely an unhealthy thing, probably to a certain degree. So, for example, you know that I've gone to walk away from teaching many times. And you mean to quit teaching? To quit, yeah, yeah and to walk away from all this, because it does bring a lot of hassle, so it's a sure. lot of work. And there have been so many times, and, and then what happens is people will say to me, oh, no, 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 and they keep going, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. And then someone says, you should quit, or fuck you, it's fake, go away, or something. <laughs> go twice as hard. I double the size of the school. Yeah, yeah, That's it, know. it's like complete rebellion. <laughs> I've seen it many times. Yeah. I always have a bit of a laugh at you <laughs> with that one. It's awesome, though. So the criticism <laughs> is what drives me forward, right. like something like that. And, That's and a I, difference. I'm much more indifferent to about to uh, people. Yeah. But, but, I, but you use it well. Well, that's the thing. I could end it. I, I have enough control over my mind to go. I just I become. But then I think well, actually, it's a, it's a kind of fuel. Course. Yeah, I may as well. Yeah. I may as well use it. It's like oh, it's generative. It's creative, yeah, totally. and also the result benefits people anyway. So it's I stimulating well. force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes it makes all the criticism from other people completely counterproductive for their end. For them, completely. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive you on. <laughs> The rebellious Hanuman spirit is strong. Well, I can share some of the criticism that I receive with you to fuel your empire. <laughs> if I had your criticism, I'd be running the planet. <laughs> the level I had. Cool. That's awesome. Well, I think we should conclude our month here. Okay. It's been a good one. It's been a good one, but fuck me, I'm knackered. I'm absolutely yeah. wiped out, and I've got pretty good stamina, but it's been a hard month. It's, yeah, it's big. It's been a hard month. My next few days will be well, teaching, actually, but after teaching, uh, which is only in the mornings, I'll be taking it um, easy. And uh, I'm relieved that you're tired, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm definitely tired. I feel, uh, personally, that hugely beneficial. I feel a, a lot more energy. Things have changed. Yeah, Things have I mean, you know, the, the importance of the sort of intense yeah. retreat-style practice and stuff like that. And practicing with, with friends as well is probably something to conclude with. I think it's huge. Solo practice is really important. Both are important. It's huge, yeah. But it, definitely having someone to practice with that is, uh, you know, where there's not a huge disparity in the, the skill sets like yeah. someone you're teaching or something is, is definitely beneficial. You drive yourself each other on, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is good. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. And thanks for coming over to Bali.